Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. Thank you for joining me on this evidence-based medicine podcast. First, I want to apologize. Uh, Dr. Safdie, who's the chief medical officer at Quadrant Health for Stanford University, uh, has been swamped uh, with work. Uh, we've both been very swamped, but we both are now committed to uh, turning our attention back to doing some evidence-based uh, podcasts, so please uh, stay tuned. We have an exciting topic today. The WHO has put a statement out on non-sugar sweeteners, and uh, I think it's a very important topic. And uh, I want to hear what Dr. Safdie, one of the world's experts on nutrition and gastroenterology, has to say to that. Dr. Safdie, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Bill. And again, I want to echo your sentiments. We really apologize that we've not had the podcast that we wanted to have over uh, this period of time. Uh, it's just been very busy the last six months. Um, but well, listen, let's talk. We're very excited about uh, going through some new information in regards to the World Health Organization. You know, non-sugar sweeteners have been around for a while. Um, it's They're not new. Um, you know, why do we have non-sugar sweeteners? Because we know that consuming over six teaspoons of added sugar a day is linked to a whole bunch of diseases. And that's added sugar, not sugar in your apple or your orange if you eat a whole orange or apple, but added sugars. And we know they're linked to stroke, depression, cardiovascular disease. Um, and there's a whole host of problems with added sugars. Um, as you know, I don't have basically no added sugars in my diet. Um, and we all need to work to keep the amount of added sugars to six teaspoons a day or less and only consume, you know, at the most, um, you know, one or fewer sugar-sweetened beverages, not a day, a week. Um, so. Daily sugar, you know, it's a broad term for a bunch of carbohydrates. We include glucose, fructose, lactose, all those things. But a lot of them are added. I mean, you can buy a yogurt that's very healthy or you can buy one that has a fair amount of added sugar. So you have to look at labels to see how much added sugar is in there. It doesn't just come in soft drinks. You can have a Greek yogurt. It can have a fair amount of added sugar. You know, we all need glucose. Yeah, Um, I mean, just uh, ketchup has added sugar in it. And I'd like to make a statement about that, too, is uh, fructose. Uh, fructose, I think yeah, every, all of us should uh, consider fructose a poison. Uh, fructose is only uh, allowed in uh, food, as I understand it, in the United States. Other countries do not allow fructose uh, in foods. So uh, always check the label for fructose. Uh, fructose uh, is difficult to clear from the liver and uh, it's one of the main causes or fatty liver disease in the United States, which is now the most common cause of cirrhosis in the United States. But Alan, go on, go on with your talk about sugars. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, fructose, you know, you're talking about these concentrated fructose forms and the only place they're metabolized is one place in your body, not in your brain, uh, not in your muscles, no place that needs sugar. They're metabolized in your liver. Whereas glucose is the primary source of fuel for our bodies. It helps our brain. It helps our central nervous system. It helps our muscles. Um, But we don't need to incorporate added sugars such as sucrose or glucose into our diets is because many foods can convert to those. Proteins, carbohydrates, vegetables, whole grains can be naturally converted into glucose by our bodies. Uh, The real problem is when we add this added sugar, you know, 
this increased consumption of sugar, our risk of coronary artery disease goes up. Um, our risk of breast cancer goes up, our risk of prostate cancer goes up, our risk of pancreatic cancer, strokes, all those things, hypertension, all go up significantly by adding these sugars to our diet. So, you yeah, know, I'd, so like, we, I'd like to make another comment too. Uh, Alan uh, even talked to Congress about um, high fructose corn syrup, which I consider a poison. As I said, high fructose corn syrup is the only country in the world allows high uh, fructose corn syrup in its food. Alan went to Congress and testified in front of Congress the dangers of that drug, yet because of the uh, corn lobby and the uh, farmers' lobbies, uh, nothing was done. Um, So um, just keep that in mind. That's just a poison. One of the things you need to check on labels. Go ahead. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, and we all have to be personally responsible for our health. Um, you know, so what happened in regards to, you know, sugars? Um, so we ended up with a variety of, you know, sugar substitutes or non-sugar sweeteners, um, predominantly for weight control in the United States. Have they worked? Look around the world and see if they work. They have not worked. Um, so the World Health Organization came out with a, in early June this year, came out with another recommendation, which is, I think, a very reasonable one. Um, and their guideline is on non-sugar sweeteners is don't use them um, to control weight or reduce the risk of diabetes, heart disease, or cancer. And they don't include just one of them. They include things that a lot of you will think are natural, stevia, stevia derivatives, aspartame, um, you know, saccharin, sucralose. Uh, and the review that they did is based upon 283 studies, uh, not a few studies, but 283 studies. Um, and they found some significant dangers of those. And we'll discuss some of those studies in a bit. Um, but, you know, it's suggested that like for saccharin, increased risk of bladder cancer. Is a certainty there? No, but there's a, there's a tendency to think that may be a problem. Um, so should we reduce sugar constant, you know, in our diet? Yes. Should we substitute that with sugar substitutes? Um, no. And one of the problems is, um, if, Bill, you've heard of erythritol. Um, it's a sugar alcohol. And, you know, sugar alcohols do not have to be listed as an added sugar onto a label. So you may not even know. So you have to look at and actually read the label. Artificial sweeteners become so widespread uh, that it's a significant danger. And we're looking for ways to reduce those. So erythritol is a really common artificial sweetener. And low amounts occur naturally. So you can get some in fruits. You can get some in vegetables. It's also made inside our cells as part of a normal metabolism. But when used as a sweetener, it's a thousandfold greater uh, and sweetness than or greater than you would find levels in natural food. Um, so it's a sugar alcohol and does not have to be listed individually on the nutrition facts label, which is really a problem. Um, and we found that, you know, elevated levels of erythritol and, and as well as other artificial sweeteners were associated with increased risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, and a recent study of looking at 3,000 people, and they used a better method to distinguish erythritol from other compounds. 
and they found that there's some significant risks. Um, is even something as obscure as blood clot formation, that erythritol can increase the risk of blood clot formation. That may increase the risk of heart attack. Um, so erythritol is prevalent as an artificial sweetener uh, in our foods. And because of the cardiovascular risk, probably in my opinion, we should be avoiding that. Um, you know, another study recently, sucralose, very common compound that we've seen as a sugar substitute. And recent researchers early this month, I think it was early June, the first, second, or third, somewhere around there, um, that's sold under the brand name Splenda. And they recommended in the Journal of Toxicology and Environmental Health that we really stop consuming sucralose um, because sucralose causes DNA to break apart, putting people at risk for disease. Uh, they link sucralose to what we call leaky gut syndrome, which means it's not really leaky gut, but it means the lining of your intestines, the epi you know, the surface lining become more permeable so things can get through there. Um, so it can cause some of these things of gas, bloating, diarrhea. Um, so, you know, is this DNA toxic or genotoxic potentially? Um, and it's something that, in my opinion, we really should avoid and in their opinion also. Um, you know, so we've got erythritol. What about the oldest one, uh, aspartame? Um, aspartame has been around forever. Um, and aspartame was first approved in 1981. Then again in 1983, FDA looked at it in 1996. They looked at it multiple times. Um, and the FDA concluded that aspartame was safe for the general population under certain conditions, unless you had phenylketonuria. Um, however, a recent Japanese study reviewed the literature to determine if certain artificial sweeteners are beneficial for patients with diabetes. And they looked at this one as well as sucralose and saccharin and all the other ones. And you know, other than a few advantages, one reducing calories, uh, it's a non-caloric flavor enhancing promoter. Um, the disadvantages were much more significant, including increased risk of cerebrovascular disease, disordered HDL, your protective form of cholesterol, increased cancer risk, increased cardiovascular risk. So, you know, we've got a whole host of these artificial sweeteners that we really need to rethink, should we be using these artificial sweeteners, um, you know, that may have an increased risk of heart attack, strokes, cancer, death. Um, so think about it when you're getting something. What do I drink? Um, I drink smoothies where it's the whole orange or whole apple and I put them in, but predominantly I drink water. Um, I like sparkling water, but you know, think about what you're drinking. We will do some further, um, there's some recent evidence in regards to alcohol uh, that we'll be discussing in a future podcast. But the next one we're going to discuss is when should you time your meals um, and should we have intermittent fasting and what are the benefits, what are the risks? Uh, but it's great to be back. Uh, hope everybody's doing well and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. That was a, a great discussion. Uh, something for us all to really uh, think about. If you like our podcast, uh, please uh, be sure to subscribe uh, to our podcast. Uh, thanks again for coming back. Take care. Have a good day.